What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Kojak. And uh, Zach with a K is alive. Um, we thought he was dead. I know a lot of people have asked about him. He is back. Um, we don't know how long he's back. He claims he's a gang member now. <laughs> you, know you know how we do it. Gang, gang. Dude that went to college, hung out with a couple Chicago dudes. Chicago folk, man. And now he think he's saying nigga and shit. This guy, man, this guy here, man. And we also got Brandon Rice here. What's up, y'all? And uh, just, can you just tell the listeners uh, about yourself a little bit? Well, yeah, what's up, y'all? I'm Brandon Rice. Uh, I am an event planner and promoter from Central Illinois. I've been doing this a good two years now. And, uh, you know, I just I really love music. Music has been everything. I, tr- I tried rapping for a while, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, it was fun. I was, I was more on the comedic side of all that. You know, I love the comedy side of rapping. I was really into all that, trying to make it fun and everything like that. But, uh, you know, started in high school. But then I realized, you know, business, you know, that's where it's at. That's, a, that's the place I want to be. And I realized that taking the music and, you know, taking that passion I have for it and, you know, giving other people a platform to show that passion is, you know, really how I, you know, what I do. So that's, like, really a lot about what I do and all I'm doing stuff now. And uh, so what got you uh, into uh, the business of uh, promoting? Well, it was, uh, I remember, it was um, a while back, it was like my first year at ICC, I believe, uh, the first semester at ICC. It was uh, me, my friend Andre, and this girl, we had all went to go see, um, I think it was Travis Porter at the Limelight Eventplex. Now, we were at the show, I had never been to a concert, I don't think, before, then. maybe a couple small ones, some high school type of kind of things, but nothing, nothing like legitimate, you know, before then. And going there... Just the experience as a whole, like, blew my mind. And, like, it was it was more than a house party. It was more than that. It was just the experience of seeing all these people here for these artists and seeing all these people enjoy this this time as a whole. It was just an incredible experience. And um, and this girl I was with was just looking at the dudes on stage like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, she was trying to jump up there every two seconds and stuff. And I was like, she don't be jumping at me like that. Like, I don't get that kind of attention. So I was thinking, like, you know, it'd be cool to do something this one day. But that was in the back of my mind. But then Andre made a joke saying, like, you know, we could have done better than this, like, trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like, because there weren't that many people there. Like, it was, like, maybe 200, 300 people. Like, it was a small show. It wasn't nothing crazy or nothing. And, you know, we've had, like, 200, 300 people back in high school at the house parties. Like, y'all know, back in high school, yeah. I was, like, my thing. I threw house parties and stuff. So I laughed about it and stuff. But on the way home, I was like, what, why couldn't we? Like, why not? Why not do this? Like, why, why, what's stopping us? You know, we've done house parties. It's pretty much, like, the same thing. So I sat down for like a week just thinking of doing all the research on how something like this even happens, how concerts get put together, how these kind of things take place. So I spent a lot of time just doing research, reading books, trying to figure out how this stuff works. And when I came to an idea that I had enough of a know-how, I was like, okay, now what do I want to do? <laughs> like, what kind of show do I want to do? Mm-hmm. So Andre, uh, me and him were driving. Uh, we, was, we were making some jokes about like, what we would call something, you know, what we wanted to do. And we thought, why not just get a bunch of the local people, all different genres, and put them all in one big show? And so we can get all groups of people, and it can be fun for everybody. So no one's like, oh, man, didn't have my kind of music there. Oh, man, it was all rapper. It was all country. It was all rock. I, I wasn't feeling it. Have something for everybody. And I was like, what are we going to call it? And he was like, Palooza, because that's the limelight. And I laughed. Like, no, that's stupid. We ain't calling Limepalooza. So I said, later, I was like, you know, we can call Palooza. I like that name. We're we going to use that. And that's pretty much how it all began with Lionel Palooza, the first one. And ever since then, I realized that I love promoting concerts. I love bringing people together for music. For, like, just to give people a memory. Because that's, like, that's the one thing we have in life is memories. That's the most, most important thing I think we can have. And to give someone something like that, I think is the most valuable gift you can give somebody. 
That's yeah. true. That's true. Because memory is important. Exactly. We're not doing this. No, no, no. no none of that. None of that. Let me ask you something, Brandon. Yeah, what's up? Let me ask you something. Because I got questions, too. What, what, what are some of the events that you have thrown? Well, uh, as of right now, it's been um, two years of Lima Palooza and uh, two years of Neon Equinox. Like, mm-hmm. Neon, Neon Palooza, like I said, is bringing all different, like, local artists, of, you know, not from just 309, but just Illinois as a whole, like the Illinois area. Um, mm-hmm. Bringing them all together to, you know, perform under one, sta- under one roof all for one night for everybody just to enjoy the what we have in Illinois. We have some pride in Illinois for what we can do mm-hmm. and what we have to offer in the music scene. So that's like been my that's my pride and joy. That's my baby. Mm-hmm. And Neon Equinox was an event I thought about because back in high school, I remember everyone, like all my older friends were always going out to these like really good parties or these really good clubs and these things like that. But they, I couldn't get in. I wasn't old enough, and I was mad. Like I couldn't go and do nothing. Like, cause yeah. if you in high school in Central Illinois, there's not much to do. To be honest, mm-hmm. you can hit a house party, but like, come on. And those get shut down in forty minutes. They get shut down, and they dangerous sometimes. You know, people get hurt. Yeah. People get hurt. People get in trouble. You know. That's true. People get killed. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I um, thought, why not do something like that? Something not like a house party. Why not have like some like kind of an experience, like a club experience, but safe, you know, take all the alcohol, take out all the drugs, take out all the violence, take out all the bull out of it, and just give people the fun, the experience of going out with all your friends, getting dressed up, going out to hear some music, going out to party in a safe environment, like that's a good time for everybody. Neon theme, you get to dress up, you can do all kinds of crazy stuff like, you know, with your outfit and everything. Mm-hmm. And just Really give people a fun experience, a fun party where they can actually be safe and have a good time at. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Equinox came to be, and that really that was a hit. I worked with uh, Taylor Nave with it, and uh, me and him have been working together with a couple of events now with the Neon Equinox series. And uh, it was just a hit, and people loved it, and people love Lion Palooza, and those are my main two right now. But from this point on, I'm looking to book big artists to bring them to Central Illinois so we can really start bringing the concert culture to our town, to mm-hmm. our area. Exactly. So mm-hmm. how did you um, how do you deal with uh, violence being something that can possibly happen? It's always a possibility. I never rule it out. I never you know think like oh it's it's cool. We don't have a certain audience here, so it's gonna be fine. I never like to think that way. I always plan for the worst. Hopefully, best, but plan for the worst. So I work well with the Pen- uh, Pentacle Security, the company I've always hired for all my events now, starting from the moment I began to now, and I work with them ever since then. They are a great um security company. They well, they bring in you know. There, we bring in like maybe 10 guys, we'll say. For like, you know, you want to have like at least, you know, one guy for every like 100 people. Now, that's a good rule of thumb to think of, as long as you know it's going to be a relatively safe event. Uh, one guy for 100 people. And they have just done great for us. They, um, they set up little air, like barricade areas so you can't get through to make sure no one goes backstage and stuff like that. If there's an argument, they shut it down before it becomes anything. And just the, their presence alone does a lot for people. Like, if you if you 14 years old and you see a dude with a gun and a taser and looking at you all crazy and you start arguing with somebody, hey, you ain't gonna... You're gonna, gonna chill out. You're gonna chill out, exactly. And that's their, it's just mainly their presence keeps people at bay, keeps any kind of issue at bay. And I've yet, in my entire like career of doing this stuff, have yet to have a single issue with violence. You know, fingers crossed, knock on wood and everything. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I expect to keep it that way. I'd like to keep it that way. And because we take these precautions, we don't have that issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I definitely see... Um some parties that thrown in Peoria definitely uh, have some fights happen, some type of violence. And um, 
to the point where it could tarnish brand names and not just the and make brand, it harder for yeah. anybody else to throw a party or anything like that. And that's what I was Especially to recently, I mean, we've had some this year alone um, ones. Because I think one was um, shut down yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, no doubt, I don't doubt it at all. One was shut down before it even started, like an hour before, and mm-hmm. I think because like people were saying um, the police or something was like it's gang affiliated or something like that. I don't know. And that's what we'll I don't you. know too many of the details, but I believe we had one party at the Civic Center get, got shut down yesterday. And the people's issue is that they don't... That it's not just the security. It's the message you send with the event. Right. You, when I when I push an event, I'm not trying to say this is... Like, I don't say this is going to be hardcore, you know, gang, gang. You know, there's none of that. There is none of that. This there is here. zero of that. Because I firmly believe in unity. That's what Lion Palooza is about. That's what every event ultimately is about. Bringing everyone together in the name of music. Solely in the name of music. In the name of music and culture. Because that's what we lack so much in the town. Like, the appreciation so much. We have music. We have culture. Peoria has that. Central Illinois has that. But it isn't appreciated. And with my events, I want to bring people together to appreciate that culture. Whether it be a local artist who just started rapping maybe this year. Or whether it be like a guy like Montana who's already on his way to just like new heights that you know most of us have never seen before from someone you know we like you know heard from around here and everything like that mm-hmm. so it's just it's, it's just a lot you know mm-hmm. it's the whole concept is just to bring people together and that usually stops the violence uh-huh. people want to be you know a part of something okay. uh, 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 besides Montana what do you think is probably the biggest name that you had on concert wise <laughs> I have to say Montana will be the biggest. There's, um, okay. there's no doubt when it comes to people that I want to get in the future, like you know, among, you know close to him or it, just people who are above local status. Mm-hmm. Someone I'm really interested in getting is uh, Lil Dicky. He is um yeah. his stuff, yeah. stage presence is great. It's yeah. fun. It's entertaining to watch. It's not just you know you like his music. That's kind of going around. It is like when you was human rapping. Exactly like him. Exactly. Real comical as well. Mm-hmm. How did the Montana show come about? Um, me, Taylor Nave, and Mario Cannon, we, we came off the success of Neon Equinox. We, um, cause we, we all, you know, we work together to make these things, you know, successful. We got off that event and I was like, I want, we just need to take these things to the next level. We need to move forward. Neon Equinox was a success. Financial success, social media success, you know, a success in the sense of bringing up the brand. It was success across the board. But with that, it was time to make our next move. And it wasn't time for more of the same. It was time to change things, to move forward to, in, in a way. So we thought, how can we do that? How can we move forward with the events to the point where it's not just people from Central Illinois coming, but people traveling from out of state to come see what we have to offer? And after a lot of discussing, we thought, let's bring Montana. Let's bring, let's bring Montana 300. Why not? Why not bring Montana? And none of us could think of a single reason why not to get this guy. Because yeah. not only is he a huge name across the nation, he has a great following in central Illinois. People love the guy. Like, everyone's heard of Montana 300 in some way, shape, or form. Whether it be, like, in something he's made recently or something he made a year ago. People heard of him. They know what he's done. And he's kind of from here, too. He's, well, he went to school. He went to school in Manuel. Like, I'd say, um, he, well, I believe he was, uh, like, you know, raised in Chicago and everything. But he yeah. was, um... But we, we say he's from here. You, I think he graduated from Sterling. And then we graduated from Manuel. You went, you're from Peoria. It makes people but. feel better to, um... At least look up to him in that sense in this area. It makes people feel better to feel like, you know, we have a name that, you know, at least spend a lot of time in Peoria. It makes us feel better. And that's another reason why uh, we have, he has such a big following in this area. 
Now, we thought that why not like bring him here because it'd be ideal. So we reached out to him. We reached out to his manager, we reached out to him, Taylor and them. You know, they spoke with him in the past. They worked with him in the past on multiple occasions. And, you know, they, they proctored the deal. They proctored, hey, um, you know, Taylor was like, all right, we'll, we'll sit down, we'll talk, we'll make some kind of agreement. And after a lot of emails and conversations and things like that, we came to an agreement that everyone was happy with. And we were like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And it was, it was a big risk. Of course, it's always a big risk, you know, when you put money into something. But um, as you guys have seen with our social media campaign, it is, it is definitely something that I believe is going to pay off, not just financially, but for the brand for, and for the city. So we can see that we have a culture and we're going to really hone that culture and make that culture relevant to everyone. Opposed to just a select underground or a select few who happen to be listening to the local music or the, the mm -hmm. concert scene. Mm -hmm. It should be universal, opposed to just a niche group or a clique. Mm -hmm. And um, what are some of the sponsorships that um, are involved or um, anything that you're doing outside of, like, far promoting-wise that you got going on? Sponsors. Um, this for this event we have an exclusive sponsor, JJ's Fish and Chicken, because I've um, I went across all the I went on social media, went through emails, and uh, reached out to a lot of the local businesses, like a lot of them. I'm talking like 50 businesses got emails from me saying like, hey, I'm doing this event. It's going to be big. Social media command is going to be successful. It's going to be a great way to advertise your store, what you guys have to offer, what uh, whatever thing you're selling. And um, a lot of people, you know, came back and they were like, okay, let's see, you know, what do you have to offer? I'll send my campaigns, I'll meet my packages for sponsorships and stuff like that. A lot of them were seemed interested, but, you know, not enough for me to be comfortable saying, okay, we're going to for sure have you. They were like, oh, well, I'm going to talk to this person, this person, no, take it to corporate, yeah. yada, yada. And with my events, there is not always a lot of time for, the, you know, for that kind of stuff to take place. But then I reached out to JJ's Fish and Chicken and they immediately were like, we think this would be a good idea. I love the food, for one. So I was like, I'm definitely going to see I'm planning on getting some JJ's when I leave here. It was a really that good might, place. That's my cheat day. Yeah, that's a cheat day. <laughs> Every day is my cheat day, so I can always swim through. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'll just get full on water. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm getting <laughs> but we... Yeah, I'm we we talked to them, and they were like, hey, like, we want to be involved in this. Because they, they knew Montana from when he was younger. He used to come through their place all the time. So he was like, we definitely want to be involved in this. And they liked the fact that I was young and that I was doing stuff like this. Because, you know, I'm only 20, you know, and they thought that it was impressive that someone around here was trying to actually do something. And they were like, well, we want to be the exclusive sponsor if we're going to sponsor it at all. And I was like, oh, well, wait a minute now. You know, I got there's a lot of different, you know, sponsors I like to have, you know, and just to, because we have to have a certain amount of money for sponsors. You know, I like to raise a certain amount of money to sponsors. He's like, so we'll do that. We'll cover whatever you want to have, whatever money you're trying to Shout raise. Shout out to JJ's. So I was like, JJ's, you've gotten yourself a deal. You Shout guys out to JJ's. Like, because I already liked the place and the fact that they were make one, they, they liked what I did. And I liked the fact that he was trying to be involved in what I was doing. And, and wanted to be and exclusive. Wanted to be, yeah, exclusive. So I appreciated that greatly. And I appreciate what you're trying to do for the show. So we sat down and we made it happen. You know, we made it happen. And I'm very happy that we have them on board. How did you become so business uh, savvy, especially at just a young age? I started really young, and my parents were like, you know, those parents you see in movies, they're like, you gotta do this, you gotta do this really awesome, like, if it's like, you'd be like 10 years old, and you'd be like, they'll be running or something like that, or doing some kind of sport, and they're like, again, again, until you have a perfect, like, that's what my parents were, my dad was crazy about this stuff, and I love him for it, like, a lot of people say, oh, that's not good for your kid, that was great for me, like, it forced me 
to work hard in anything I did. It wasn't just about the running. It wasn't just about anything about that. It was about being the absolute best in anything you do. And he taught me that that was what you had to do. That's mm-hmm. what it was. You're not going to get anywhere in life unless you are the best. At least strive to be the best at what you do. It's okay that you're not. Someone will always be better. But to try to be better than that person, that's going to be great for you. So with that knowledge, I went on to look more into like the business stuff. And like... <laughs> And I'll say the moment it began, the moment I realized that I think I like money, like that's yeah. what stuff liked it, was eighth grade. I sold candy. Yeah. I sold candy yeah. and I think you might have. Did you go to Ron Eggers? Yeah. You remember me and Brian saw uh, candy. Hot Cheetos, candy. Yeah, fruities. Buns, fruities, all that. And what's crazy is usually the kids that were selling candy, were, uh, from what I hear on other podcasts and people's talking, are the businessmen, you know, mm-hmm. um, this dude named uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, mm-hmm. he sold baseball cards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On weekends and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, and he was making like $300 a day just selling baseball cards. Exactly. So, I definitely see that being the sign of business. Oh, yeah. And my, my parents saw the same thing. My um, <laughs> the principal at um, the time did not see it that way. She was like, she thought that that was... Um, Who was the principal? You were Turner. Turner. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, my, aunt was, my aunt was the assistant principal. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah. She, she was cool. She was selling candy herself. Yeah, and that's why they, that's the reason they didn't like me, though, because oh. I was cleaning up. Like, <laughs> I was cleaning up shop. Like, people stopped yeah. going to them. Like, they were coming to me. And they were like, hey, man, you got to stop doing this. Yeah. I was like, why? They was going to expel you? They were, they were looking to suspend me because they said that I was a, what was the term they used? It was kind of crazy. They said I was strong-arming people into buying candy, and that this behavior showed the behavior of a future drug dealer. That's what uh, that's man. what they saw me as being. Man, that's that what they thought was. When I went to Von Steuben, shouts out to Von Steuben. <laughs> you know you had the uh, uniform passes? Uh-huh. So I got one. So I started copying them. You know, <laughs> started copying them at the crib, going yeah. every day at school, uniform free. And I was like, you know what? I can make some money doing this. <laughs> so I started, start sell- I started selling them for a dollar. Thing, but I I get the dollar and then bring one tomorrow. I never have them in my locker. Smart. So then a girl, she wanted five of them, and she didn't want to pay. Oh. She was like, "I'm gonna tell." Tell everybody. So then the rumor the rumors start going around. They brought the dogs. <laughs> they were searching my locker. We were getting yelled at. Mister Overfeld was the principal. I don't know if he's alive now. But <laughs> He was yelling. It was if they found something, they were going to expel us. Ooh, they were going to expel. But Man. I never brought anything to school. Never brought a thing. Never. So no I got money. away with it. But uh, and I still, I still have mine. Cause I just cause twenty five box tops uniform free pass. Yeah. Nah, I'm I'm no. I'm gonna go ahead, wait, get good grade, get one. There you go. And, and clean house. But that only lasted three days. <laughs> yeah. Business business went out pretty quick, but yeah. But it was it's stuff like that, though, that shows business savvy. And although that one, you know, is that's a rough situation because technically speaking, it was against the rules. And Candy was against the rules. Yeah. But instead of, instead of you know, putting a situation where you're going to punish them and, you know, just ruin their academic career for it, you show that you, you see the business savvy. You appreciate the fact they're business savvy. Mm-hmm. Let them know that this was against the rules, though. And don't punish them. Yeah. But say we appreciate business savvy. And if we can find someone to incorporate that with the school and work together on something like this, we'd love to do that. Because then the kid still gets their outlet. 
to have that yeah. to show what they want to do. And y'all had the actual good candy. Yeah, we had we had the good candy. We had yeah, the Skittles, we had the right. Starburst, you can't we had the cheap no, prices. Um, you can't eat no ring pop in class. Yeah, like, what you gonna do with that? Like, yeah. You gonna walk in class, teacher gonna tell you to throw it away. I bought yeah. it from the principal. No, yeah, throw it fruities? away. Check in the pocket, gone no, in a second. Things like yep. that, you alright. Exactly. I know y'all didn't have those type of things in Germany. Uh, <laughs> like an American candy, a oh, chewy candy. Yeah. Oh, for real? I don't uh, know. I didn't know that. <laughs> you know? I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I just lived here for like a few years. <laughs> never heard of a fruity. I just never heard of a ring pop. None I of mean, that. you've heard of being, you were called a fruity. <laughs> it's a difference. It's false. I've never called fruity. I was called Das Fruit. Zach Curry Dude. with the shot. No. <laughs> when I shoot three, it go in just like curry. And by the way, I did want to say this. I did want to put this out there. I told everybody the Warriors are coming back from the one and three. Three and one. Whatever. Will that be the first in history? Will that be the first time it's ever happened? No, it's happened nine times. It happened last year. Oh, it happened last year. Okay. With the um, Rockets beating the Clippers. Okay. Um, so it is possible. I had the what Thunder. The I, I had the Thunder winning. I I told everyone the Thunder would be up three mm-hmm. one. I didn't think they were going to lose. Um, oh. It was Kevin Durant's fault they lost last night. He uh, played like shit. Damn. Um, but I'm gonna be honest. I still got the Thunder winning the series. I still nope. got them winning Game Seven. Series? Nope. Oh. Um, nope. Okay. Uh, but if they don't, it doesn't matter. LeBron's not losing. Yeah, we're so, probably, we're probably we'll get, yeah. We'll but. Be. Anyway, who's opening up for the uh, Montana show? Our openers for this show, we've got really five really talented artists, in, but besides Taylor and Mariah Cannon, they be the six, but they have like a spot right before Montana's. But our five openers are uh, Tavon, um, who's the Quint Fisher, um, GBZ nine hundred. Yeah, Ooh, they hot. Oh yeah. Oh boy, they 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 be spitting some fire. I thought <laughs> call them dragons because they be spitting fire. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fan of it. All right, we got a fan. Oh man, my bad. I'm sorry. Are you managing them yet? No, 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 not yet. Because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to mess anything up. You've been saying that for a year, exactly. <laughs> and I'm still not trying to mess anything so up. So you, you couldn't help them uh, get this deal Mm-mm. for this show. Mm-mm. I'm not, I'm not going to try to be somebody's manager if I don't know what I'm doing. That's how everything. Gets I understand. Ruined. They've been encouraging you to be their manager, though. That's the crazy um, part. I feel like I don't, I don't understand management as much, so I won't even get into that business. I don't yeah, understand I've, it enough. I've, I've mess with it a little bit and basically when you're like a manager you got to put the artist's life before yours oh, and exactly. when it's not beneficial money wise then it's kind of dead end at the point it feels you know? that way so but... i'm more of uh I, I, i'm a uh, advisor consultant kind of guy artists send me music i tell them what i feel about yeah, it give, give like them some constructive criticism yeah what well, i open it you got tape on <laughs> yeah they be on shout out to zach <laughs> well, we got Tavon, we got GBZ900, we got my man Chris Nash, we got Trey Blaze, and we got Jay Millie. And Jay Millie, I've worked with, uh, GBZ900 I've worked with in the past, Tavon I've worked with in the past. And I'm really excited to know everybody involved. And Chris Nash, you know, he's uh, a lot of people are sleeping on him, but he's actually a very talented artist, and I'm excited for him to be able to showcase that ability to everybody. Okay, um, one problem I have with this. I said, because we did talk about previous, pre- in previous episodes, we talked about getting your music out there. Um, not saying anything bad, but I've never heard of uh, Trey Blaze, Jay Millie, and I don't think I heard of Tavon. But Chris Nash and GBZ, I heard. You've heard of Tavon. Have I? Yeah, Les LaPointe Fish. LaPointe. Yeah. I've never if, heard of him. I mean, if you've seen him, you'll know no, him. I mean, music-wise, I've never heard of I, pl- I played a song of his for you. Mm, I've never heard yeah, of him. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I played it was a, song called Gra- it was a song called Graduation with him and Trey Hamilton on it. 
Um, Miles like Cameron it. was on. It was this was last year. It was like a year ago. Tavon though, he's one of those artists who is um very passionate and very much interested in investing in his craft. He go he will go to Chicago to get you know go to the good stu- the best studios he can, pay the right amount to pay the you know pay the highest prices to get the best work. He will pay for the best work, and that is something to appreciate. You know, I I love artists who are willing to invest in themselves, and mm-hmm. we are too few artists, not just here but everywhere. Who are not willing to invest themselves? They want the fame, they want the success, they want to, you know, they want to go on tour, they want to sell records, they want to get millions of views on their videos, but they don't want to spend any money, and that's impossible. No business, like when's the last time you heard of a business succeeding that don't spend money on itself? You are a business. You, if you're an artist, you're a business. So you gotta spend money on yourself. You gotta, you're, you're a business. You're trying to sell yourself. There's no way to sell yourself if you're not investing in yourself. A business with no money isn't a business. Exactly. It's, it's a hobby now, you know. And you don't want to become a hobby. You want to become a successful business. So invest in yourself to do that. But um, mm-hmm. by you saying you didn't hear about that, Trey Blaze, Jay Millie, and uh, Tavon Tavon, like I said, um, you know he's from around here and stuff like that. Trey Blaze is a um, real big Bloomington, real big Bloomington guy. Um, I believe I'm gonna look this up before I say it, but um, I believe he has a song with a man named Futuristic. If you're familiar with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he, he's worked with him, I believe. And, and Futuristic is from Bloomington. Right? Yeah, yes, he's yeah. from yeah, he's from that town actually. Nope. Yeah, so he's worked with he's worked with him in the past, and um, and Jay Millie, Jay Millie is um a Kwani, actually a uh, native of Kwani. and um you know it's it's interesting to see that he came from uh you know a kind of um a town where you wouldn't expect you know rap to thrive or someone to even be a rapper in to really start to begin to really build a platform for himself in the central Illinois area and slowly begin yeah. to build a name for himself. So maybe that's why you ain't heard of him because they're not yeah. from P or P or Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sorry, <laughs> we, we gonna hear we gonna hear about him. Uh, June 10th. Oh, you're going to hear, you're going to hear plenty of them, yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. So, um, with, um, over, I mean, it was over 2,000 people said they was going on Facebook, but how many do you have locked in as far as tickets sold right now? Tickets so off the top of my head. Yeah, which you can just think of, because I know you got to do the logistics. I, yeah, but at the top of my head thinking, I know, I'm almost positive we have like minimum. 500 tickets sold right now for the show. As right now, 500 tickets are sold, which is great for us. The fact that we have two, that was it, 2,300 people attending on Facebook and 2,700 interested. Now, I'm going to tell you, when you see that, when you see that number, if you, know, if you don't know too much about like, the Facebook you know, statistics and how they work and everything and how um, ticket sales transcend from Facebook events, you look at that and you think, I'm sold out. Mm-hmm. I got Probably basically 5,000 people. Wasn't, wasn't it like a third? Or something like that? Very, pretty much, yes. Yeah. It's about 33%. Actually, yeah. it's, um, the best way to look at it, if you want to, the best way to look at it is 25 to 30, well, if you want to get really, 25 to 35%, at best, usually, when okay. it comes to Facebook events. When you look at that going number, 25 to 35%. That's how you have to think of it. You can do better. There can always be better. But if you want to be as real with yourself, and I guess a little bit pessimistic with yourself as possible, so you don't get your hopes up, you think 25 to 35%. And honestly, interested, well, what used to be known as going, because, I, I mean, interested used to be maybes, and yeah. that's how I used to see it. And my whole life, maybe has meant no. Like, when your parents say, oh, we can we go out to eat? Maybe. Yeah. No, we ain't going yeah. nowhere. We, we eating hot dogs. Exactly. Microwaving hot dogs from know. the trash. I know about that. Yeah, maybe has meant no for me, personally. And I've learned that if I have an event that says 1,000 people going and 500 maybes, I zero out the maybes. If you tell me you're interested in my show... I'm interested in a lot of things. 
I'm interested in going to France one day. Am I going to France? I'm not going to France ever, probably. Like, I'm, but I'm interested. You know, it sounds nice to me, and that's mm-hmm. how I think of it. When I see interested, that means you're saying it'd be nice to go to this show. That does not mean you want to go to this show. I mean, I mean that does not mean you're going. Because wanting to go and go are two different things. Or intending to buy a ticket. So, the interested, I don't count those. You know? I count those. I totally zero them out in my head. Because as much as I love to see every single person who's interested in this show to come to the show, I know that not all of them will. I know that very few of them will. To the point where I don't even like calculating it into my equations when I like to think about how many people are going to show up. But I see it like this. We have... Um, 59,000 people invited to this show still who have not responded to this event. 59,000. That's a lot of people. And what's going to happen is on the last week before the show, one week out before the show, all of those people are going to get a notification, all 59,000, and all the people going in interest are going to get a notification saying Montana F300 is in seven days. Two days before the show, they're going to get a notification saying Montana F300 is in two days. The day of the show, they're going to get oh, 24 hours, same thing. Day of the show, same thing. What I think will happen then is that number of going is going to go from probably, I'd say, 2,400 to 3,000 in a very short period of time. Because a lot of those people get that notification, and a lot of people are like this. You get a notification on Facebook, they invited me to this, I cool, I don't care. And that's that. You know, you don't care. But if you get a notification again and again and again and again, you're going to look at it at least. And those people who look at it might first going. And I believe if we can hit 3,000 people going on Facebook, 3,000, we will sell out the show. I, I believe I want to believe that, and I firmly do think that that is a extremely in the realm of possibility. So three thousand on Facebook, and if we get three thousand on Facebook, I'm giving away all kinds of stuff because in my mind that means everyone has showed enough support for me to believe I can sell off this show, and I'm going to give back. I love giving out free stuff, free tickets, free merchandise, free snacks at the show, anything I can give away, I will. So we at three thousand on the show. Honestly, I'm looking to give out a lot, probably around t- at least ten tickets to people, meet and greet passes, they can actually sit down and meet Montana. And all that stuff. So we're looking to do something for people if we can hit that three thousand mark. Definitely. Okay. And um, do you feel? Cause like when you talk, you got a lot of passion. You know, obviously you're a smart guy, and it's something you love to do. Absolutely. So do you feel you're uh, getting the recognition you deserve? <laughs> that's that's a funny question. Um, my brother. Recently, Your brother doesn't. He my doesn't. brother doesn't. Yeah. My brother. Do- my friends don't either. To be yeah. honest, because. They, they see me when, I'm, when I slave away at my desk for you know, hours at a time. They see what I've given up. They, like, there's there's um, so many things I've sacrificed for, for this kind of career, this mindset. This, one of the notable things is um, you know, particular girls who have been very interesting, girls who I've like, re- wanted to pursue relationships with. There was a girl who I could have saw myself marrying one day, you know? And I couldn't see myself giving everything to her and giving everything to my career at the same time. And sometimes you have to make sacrifices. And that was one of the biggest sacrifices I've ever made. And do I believe that people know about that kind of stuff? People don't know that. People, you know, they, they overlook that. They think, some people just think that I'm just this guy who's messaging them on Facebook trying to, trying to get their money. Or just this guy who's messaging on Facebook, you know, trying to get them to come to this thing that they're not interested in. But, you know, my friends, my family, you know, people see it as a lot more. And I appreciate that. And when I look at myself, I just see someone who's passionate about music, who wants to help people, who wants to give people, not just the artists, an avenue to pursue their careers or, you know, a platform to show what they can do, but also give the people of Peoria, the people of Central Illinois, and hopefully someday the people of America, this nation, the ability to enjoy music, to have, to just get some kind of experience that they'll never forget, that they can cherish for the rest of their life, because that's, there's no price you can put on that. 
for a memory that's there that's something you can cherish forever. So do I think I'm getting the appreciation? I, I think that those who know what I've given up do appreciate me for what I do, and those who don't, don't appreciate me for that. But that's not because they don't like me. That's not because, you know, they, they dislike what I do. It's simply because they don't know. Yeah. They don't know. Uh, with me, I feel you're the best at what you do in the city, by far. I don't feel there's no one who can compete with you. Marketing, business standpoint. Thank you, I appreciate Bringing that. out people. And um, I feel with the Montana show in particular, you will be more appreciative when, the, when this crowd comes. I really you hope know, so. Cause, um, I really hope so. It's going to be a very mixed crowd. Um, Absolutely. A lot of... Um, Black people from Peoria, kids, they're going to be there, you know, who don't oh, yeah. don't even know who you are. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? People are used to going to house parties. You're giving them that experience that they have never gotten. A lot of people here have never been to, you know, concerts and shit like exactly. that. Exactly. And Montana, being a guy everybody here knows, mm-hmm. you're bringing them that face front. So I definitely feel after this show, I think you'll start getting that recognition that you deserve. For being 20, you know, because we ain't got nothing for people under 21. Yeah, no. But it's, you. It's tough. This is it. You know what I mean? We got, yeah, I mean, these people here throw little parties at the Civic Center, things of that nature. They're fighting, you know. I can only feel this probably is going to be a safe environment. Absolutely. And that we strive for that. We strive for that. Yeah. And so when are the um, the ads, um, radio ads going to be started? Radio ads actually start... Um, what, yeah, wow, tomorrow. tomorrow. Radio Stats are on Memorial Day, and they're going to be on Energy 102.3 and 92.3. And it's not just the ad you, that people should be interested in. It's actually the fact that both radio stations are giving away free tickets. We're giving away five pairs of free tickets on both stations. So 10 pairs of tickets are possible, 20 tickets in total. So yeah, like, the ads run through the 10th? They will be running all the way up to the day. You, I think you'll uh, be able to have a chance to win yourself a ticket, at least... At least until the night, if you have a chance to win yourself a ticket until the day yeah. before. Yeah, so definitely be calling in. Like, they're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. So anyone listening, you know, call in, win yourself a ticket. You would, you'd be surprised how easy it is to win stuff on the radio nowadays. Like, if you don't, as long as you're calling on the right times, you know, putting in the time, you can win a ticket to almost any show going on in the city. And um, this is Kojak co-signing. Y'all can listen to the radio for the next two weeks. <laughs> you know, I don't tell people to listen to the radio because... The music's bad. <laughs> and, Same um, two songs. The, <laughs> got two songs. So you work at the radio <laughs> station. Right? You work at the radio station. So let me ask you this, because you're 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 in deeper than me. How does um, energy for um, that's where you work, right? Yeah. So how how does how does that radio station work? And what I mean by that is the morning shows. The afternoon shows, the night slots, the demographic for the ages. How does all that work for that particular radio station, to your knowledge? Okay, I, I was about to say, I, my knowledge on the, I guess you could say, the market research for how they go about deciding who they want to have on air, I'm not, I'm not deciding what artists they want to have on air, deciding what songs, deciding when, deciding um, when they want to have people talk, and stuff like that, I want to like all that is above my head. I have very little information on how to do that. I mostly work with the promotions side on getting people interested about the station itself, not so much on the market research on how um, 
and when the song should be played and how and when the ads should be played and all those different things. Those are above my pay grade. I will say that. Because right. I, I, I believe that. I think, are they top 40? Yes, uh, so, Angel 2.3 is a top 40. So they're, yeah, so they're top 40. So that's why you don't really hear a lot of different things. I just was interested because um, I feel our radio stations here lack morning shows. Mm. Like morning shows are the the it now in You're radio. Right. You know, afternoons, somewhat night slots. To me personally, midnight slots or weekends um, are really for upcomers. You know what I'm saying? People, uh, up-and-coming artists, you know, someone, say like me, for an example, I would want a, a night slot, yeah. you know, to bring somebody to the radio station, do an interview with them, things of that nature. Absolutely. Those are what that's for. During the day, they uh, the music is different than, of course, at night. You know, you got Sunday night slow jams, but that's not even in Peoria. Mm-hmm. That's just some somebody just taps something in from another radio station yeah. and correspond with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just asked that because I was interested to see... Um, how energy works. That's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, business as a whole, like just figuring all that stuff out, but it's, like yeah. I said, it's about my pay grade, but it's very interesting stuff, yeah. without a doubt. So, uh, what's uh, next for you uh, after the Montana show? Well, this show, if successful, which I believe it will be, I'm, I have no doubt in my mind it will be successful, If, but if it is, we plan on turning Brandon Rice Events and Entertainment into an official business. We're going to become an LLC, we're going to become an actual company. And we plan on using that, um, that the fact that we will be more professional, we'll be recognized by the government as a business, to bring in more people, bring in more artists to Central Illinois, and continue to do that, and continue to bring artists not just to here, but to Bloomington, to Champaign, and the smaller towns. You know, the smaller towns want this. They want these things. They might not know they want it, but they want an experience. They want something new. I plan on making my company have the ability to be in one town and then be in another town at the same time. Have events going on in all different town parts of Central Illinois so you, and moving forward. You're going to pay that. taxes. Oh, man, yeah, there's going to be. I already pay tax on the events, but this there are more taxes here, but there are also tax breaks. I can write off more things, you know? Mm. It becomes, and it makes you more official. Man. When I approach an artist, sometimes, you know, it seems like I'm just some guy, you know, some 20-year-old kid who calls himself a business, who, you know, may have a couple credentials, but I don't see you as legitimate. But when you are an LLC, you are recognized. You are a company. And then add on top of my credentials, add on top of the artists I've had, add on top of the fact that my events are financially successful, then they start to pay more attention. And that's what we want, so that we can do these things more often and on a larger scale for the area instead of, you know, every six months I throw an event or every two months I throw an event. I want something going on in central Illinois Every month, ideally, or every two months, ideally, you know, so that yeah. we always have something to do. No one can ever and say, I'm bored, there's nothing to do. Yeah, you know? and it'd be different. Because, I mean, now I see people in Pure, they throw a party every week, mm-hmm. same music, you know, same people. Eventually, it's watered down, and you don't want to go no more. Eventually, you're tired of seeing the same person. It yep. gets to the point now where, well, I don't have to fight them Monday. I'm going to see him Friday. So I'm going to fight him Friday. You know what I'm saying? That's where the meetup spot is the fight now. Yes. And there's no no showmanship. There's no showmanship and there's no attention to detail. And the fact, and and the means of, like you said, the same music playing, the same group of people. And with house parties, that's what you're going to get. And that's why Brand Rice Events Entertainment, that's much more than a house party, much more than just 
a small like you know gathering of people. These you're getting, are we're getting real events and venues. Too. Yeah, we're getting real events, real venues. Real, we're doing we're doing as real of things as possible. You're not at the Grand Hotel. No, we're not at the Grand Hotel. Hotel parties are. I don't even know if they can use the Grand Hotel. That's where so many fights at the Grand Hotel. That is a shame. Man. Yeah, I don't know if you can use that now. Yeah, people yeah. aspiring to do this kind of stuff. I understand starting out doing house parties. I get it. That's how you I got my start. I did it. You I didn't have a lot experience. of fights either. Very few. And when we did, when we might have had two fights, one of them was just ridiculous. It was a pregnant girl. It was, it was a whole thing. And <laughs> it was a whole thing. People covering the neighborhood. I'm like, come on, guys. But um, when we did, though, we shut them down immediately. Just And not by, you know, having more people jump into the fight. It's by talking somebody down. Because a lot of people, they'll get angry. And if you can convince them that the reason they're angry isn't good enough for them to sacrifice it's their stupid. freedom it's like stupid. without going to prison. He you stepped know, on jail. my shoes. Oh, he looked at my girl wrong. Yeah. Stuff that's... like that, man. He wore the same shirt as me. And to think that happens outside of high school baffles me. Because yeah. we're adults. We some of us have we like some of us have kids, you know? Some of us have kids, have homes, have people we're taking care of, have like say you got you got a grandma, you got a you got a you got your girl, you got your kid, and you taking care of your grandma. You working two jobs or even three sometimes. And some do step on your shoes, and you're willing to throw all that away because they step on your shoes. That's an ins- There's no word that describes that. Yeah. There is no word that can describe the that's, idiocy in something like yeah, that. That's exactly what it came. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens when you uh, when you pay two hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> that that costs five dollars to make. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So still where can uh, people get in touch with you, get in touch with you at for uh, tickets as well as maybe a business venture, sponsorship, anything like that? Absolutely. Um, I always love working with new people. I always love bringing people in. I am not the kind of person who's going to have an artist hit me up and me not respond or me think I'm too good to, you know, talk to them about filming a video or talk to them about getting them an event set up. I will always take the time to do that for any artist, whether you're starting now or later. And they can contact me on um, Facebook, you know, through my Facebook page, is Brandon Rice through Facebook, through my fan page, Brandon Rice Events and Entertainment. They can um, contact me via email, brandonriceevents at gmail.com. Um, I don't want to get my personal phone number. I'm planning on getting a business phone as soon as, you know, the Montana show's over so I can have a business number to give out. But, you know, you don't want people calling you, like, yeah. all the time. Like, I'll be just chilling, like, business. Oh, no. Uh, no. Strictly email. I got to get out Kevin Gates. Got to give us two phones. Got to <laughs> make Got to make They play that song to death. Oh, play, I heard this. that song six times in one day. I heard it so much. I think I actually have another phone now. Like, I unintentionally <laughs> bought a new phone. Just like, oh, got to have some phones now. Didn't even know. Yeah. Like what a K. But those are all the ways people can get in touch with me, and uh, all, for all things, sponsorships, music videos, um, getting an event set up, or just opening for someone that I am for an event that I'm actually planning. They can all contact me through all those different things. Yeah, this is definitely a guy every everyone needs to be in contact with for any opportunities, whether you can do it or not. Just. You know, somebody to always stay in touch with, definitely. Absolutely. Oh, and for tickets, for uh, for this particular show, the Montana 300 tickets, they can contact me through any of the things I've mentioned, or they can go to eventbrite.com and just go look for the Peoria, Illinois area. Spell that for people, because, you know, it's you know, Events Bright. Yeah. <laughs> E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E. Bright, yeah, eventbrite.com. Um, definitely would have got They definitely got that money. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, you think it's bright, like, yeah. that's like a bright light. Yeah. And um, you just Google that or just type in it. And if you, as long as you put in your location, like Peoria, Illinois, like I'm located here, mm-hmm. the Montana show will pop up right there. Or you can even type in Eventbrite, you know, Montana 300, and you'll get the show. Mm-hmm. 
And that is the easiest way to buy tickets. Too many folks have messaged me telling me like, hey, I live in, I don't know, some say some town of, of like 100 miles away. Mm-hmm. And they say they really need someone to drop them off a ticket. I'm like, you know, if you just buy it online, the phone, the ticket's on your phone. And the thing about buying online is that you can't lose that ticket. You Like, say for example, someone steals your ticket from your car because you bought it from someone. And someone steals that ticket from your car. You're out of luck. Your ticket's gone now. you got to buy a new ticket. But if you print off your ticket online and someone steals that ticket, yeah. it's okay. It's on your phone. It's uh, electrical. You know, it's in the air. It's in the cloud. You know, it's everywhere. And if you if you a thousand hundred miles away, you need to come. You need to be in a hotel. So you might want to come the day before. Absolutely. Get in touch with somebody. Can't you um get in touch with uh the openers as well for tickets? Yes, the Chris, openers. Chris, Chris was talking about that as definitely well. Definitely contact the openers. Like um a lot of them are still have tickets. You know, a lot of them have solo tickets, but a lot of them still do have tickets. So yeah, um, uh, Chris Nash, you can contact him on Facebook, GBZ900, you can hit up, uh, what is it, um, what are the Facebook names, you can contact them through, uh, Facebook's the um, easiest way in my opinion. You got, you got Tampa Lorraine, not the manager, um, Leziano, you got Rise of Phoenix, that's King Phoenix, um, and you got Young Mo, Leaky Leak. Yeah, and that's GBZ900, um, Tavon, you can contact him on Facebook from Tavon Fisher, um, Trey Blaze, just Trey Blaze on Facebook, and Jay Millie. Um, Julian, uh, was that, uh, was that, da, 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 da. <laughs> almost forgot his name, Julian Harris, I mean, contact him on Facebook, or just J- type in J. Millie, you're going to find him, you're going to find him. Where can they get in touch with you for videos, man, you know, Jolly Entertainment is officially, uh, mm-hmm. you got the logos, thanks to Kojak, and, uh, you getting ready to take off, so um, where can they get in touch with the videos, and tell them next time you're going to be on the show. Those are two things I need from you. All right. So the first thing is uh, you can find me on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Just type in Jolly Entertainment. Um, YouTube, Jolly Entertainment. And then next time I'll be on the show is next time you hear my voice. Gang, gang. <laughs> gang, gang. And uh, y'all know Kojak underscore follow up everything, follow up podcast everything. Um, yeah, definitely good show. We appreciate Brandon Rice for coming through. Thanks for having me. It's been um, Tell everybody when's the Montana show one more time. Montana of 300 live at Expo Gardens in Peoria, Illinois. is June 10th. Doors open at 7 p.m. And um, you can just, yeah, just come to 7 p.m., man. Buy, if you're buying uh, at the door, I will advise you, come early. Come five. way earlier than that. About 5 o'clock. There will be a line at 5. Yeah, so come at 5. But honestly, if you plan on buying tickets or getting in the front. So, yeah, come early. 7 p.m. doors open, so come as early as you can, as early as you want to be. Like, just make sure. And don't bring anything silly. Don't bring no purses, no book bags, no anything like that. You know, everybody's, you know, getting wanted. Everybody's getting checked and stuff. You know, so don't bring anything silly to the show. No alcohol, anything like that. No drugs. Just, it's going to be a fun, safe environment for everybody. All right? And um, if y'all can, um, go five, six deep in the car. Oh, yeah. You know, Carpool. Um, we, I mean... Can they use Richmond's parking lot? Pretty sure people will. Expo out. They'll use, they'll use the grass. You know, probably There's use North There's plenty more. of parking. Yes, they yeah. will be good on parking. But, let, but let, if you can, buddy up. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm definitely, if I can make the show, um, I will be uh, parking at the post office. And if a friend needs a ride, if a friend needs a ride, hook them up, man. Like, make yeah. sure they can experience Make sure trip. everybody gets there. Absolutely. I really want this to sell out. Now we are yes. By I really far, want this to sell out. Without a doubt, that'd be uh, exactly best case scenario. Are, are you going? Um, I think I'm the videographer for GBZ, so you will be in attendance. You'll be in the building. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. Uh, Kojak does plan on making it. Uh, hopefully, I don't have to work that day. 
I'm definitely planning on coming through, showing love and support to the show, man. Brandon Rice, we appreciate you coming through. Thanks a lot, man. All right, God bless. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Cole Jack. And we got a special guest here. Go by the name Chris Nash. What's up? And uh, he is a rapper who will be uh, opening up for Montana June 10th. This is the uh, first part. Well, I don't even know the order I'm going to put it in yet, but uh, this is one of three interviews I will be uh, combining for that Montana show. So uh, first up, uh, Chris Nash, can you uh, tell my listeners about yourself and uh, how you began rapping? Oh, man. Um, Chris Nash, I was born in Peoria. I'm 21, just turned that this year. Um, I started rapping. I don't know, it started with me just like having fun with it. I didn't even really want to rap, and I almost put out a terrible mixtape, just like it was complete bullcrap, and I was about to put that out. And then uh, I started hanging out with Miles, and like they did music for real, and they asked me to write a verse, and like I did like a serious one, and like that song turned out pretty good, and I was like, oh, I could actually like, if I put effort into it, try it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I actually got into rapping, like for real compared to just, like, saying dumb stuff and just putting it out there. And then, like, looking back, I'm so happy I didn't put out that old one. It was, like, called Playground Bullshit, and, like, it was complete <laughs> bullshit. I'm happy I didn't put that one out. Cause you that still was, like, got hurting. it? No. Oh, you believe? Yeah. I only recorded, like, two songs. I had, like, other ones written for it, but yeah. I didn't even record them. I was like, no, nah, we can't have that. Well, at least you wrote. I mean, some people just start rapping. They just freestyle some shit. No. You actually wrote some songs. Yeah. Damn. This was probably some bullshit there. No, what? Was. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, describe your uh, creative process. Uh, I mean, usually, I just be like at home doing nothing or at work when it's slow. And I um, put on an instrumental. And, like, that's, like, when I start freestyling. And, like, half of what I say could, like, not mean anything. But it's, like, when I hear that, like, right line I, like, said, I, like, say that over and try and add on to it and build from there. Um, I used to write on pen and paper. Um, that's how I used to write all my stuff. And then I don't know, I just like now started going to my iPhone because I don't know, I just like the pen and paper because I can see it and I write faster than I like type. So yeah. I used to stay with pen and paper when I wrote my song. Yeah, which one? Which one you think's better? Cause uh, I, I remember J Cole saying that he's he's pen and pad all the time more so than on the phone. I mean, I think pen, pen and pad is better because with me, like, I can write it all out. Even if I can, like, hardly read it, I can go back and know what I meant. Compared to trying to type it, I have to keep repeating myself if it's, like, a long line I thought of. So, I mean, pen and pad always work better for me. Cause. Yeah. Because uh, I remember, because I think if you use pen and pad, I think you memorize that shit quicker, too. No, yeah. You, you won't end up like Drake ass. <laughs> on uh, uh, I think that was flex shit or uh, no, that was Tim Westwood when he was when he had the BlackBerry. Oh yeah, he was rapping off his shit. Yeah, or you ain't gonna end up like Troy Ave. I don't know if you seen Troy Ave. Uh, he was at Sway in the morning and he took like water bottles uh-huh. and like propped his phone up. Yeah, and then he he put one in front of the camera so the camera couldn't see it, and he was rapping from his phone and then uh, Sway had moved it. So everybody could see it. Oh, then, nah. Um, he stopped, but he stopped rapping after that shit though, because <laughs> no. he had to put his phone down. Yeah, 
So, uh, for someone who hasn't heard any of your music yet, uh, what is like the go-to song you would tell them to listen to? Uh, um, my go-to song that I got out right now would probably be Man Down. And I did that one uh, with Breonna Nixon, Miles, and then uh, Scotty. We did that one like, and like that one, a lot of the songs I really like and I think are hits, we actually like wrote just sitting there. Like we were just sitting together, listening to music, and then we just like, hey, let's make a song. Yeah. We came up with a hook, wrote our verses, recorded. And like those are like probably my favorite songs compared to like ones I've written. I mean, I make good written ones too, but the ones we like have in that moment, I like a lot compared to my written ones. Yeah. And uh, what's, uh, what do you, do you remember the first song that you, uh, you wrote? Like, not for a verse, but like your own first song? Um, that one, actually, I was on my time hop today. And so two years today, I um, released the first song. It was called LL Cool J. I think I just like put a name out there. Yeah. Um, and I wrote that one, then I had Miles feature in on it. And like that one was actually pretty hot. It was like my first song, so I liked it. And like yeah. um but looking back at it, it's still a good song to me. But like I can see my growth in it, so I'm like that was good for who I was then. Yeah. But um that was like my first one. And is that still up? No. Nah, Do you um, delete music? See like before I didn't have my own SoundCloud, so we said put it through um Miles's. Yeah. So like a lot of our old stuff he did like just go through and delete like a bunch of our old stuff. Um but like all my old stuff that's on mine now, I won't delete just so I can see my growth. Yeah. Like I got music on my um email that I keep just so I can go back and listen to and like compare to how I was then and how I am now. But I don't got that up. Yeah. Because I always had a conversation with other rappers about um, keeping the music up and not deleting it. Be just because, you know what I'm saying, your old shit might be what people like more than your new shit. And then you could kind of see how did you get better or where you need to improve at yeah. with it as well. So uh, how did uh, the Montana show come about? Uh, I mean, Brandon... And Brandon Rice and Chayman, they, like, put that on. I mean, they put on a lot of shows and concerts and events for, like, Peoria because, I mean, we all know Peoria ain't really got nothing for, like, people that's not 21. Yeah. Like, you see, the movies are bowling. So, like, one year, like, a couple years ago, he just decided. We that was, what was that? Uh, uh, was that Lionpalooza? Yeah, that was Lionpalooza. Yeah. And then after that, um, he just kept putting stuff together, and each one got bigger and better. Cause, like, you, like, learn from your mistakes, learn from you do better. And, um... As you know, he's like, all right, so we might get Montana here. And, like, he didn't want to say it, like, out loud to, like, the public yet because it wasn't for sure. Then once we got it for sure, um, he said it was a thing. And then, uh, of course, like, me being friends with him, people probably think, oh, he got an advantage over it. But, like, that's not the case because I wasn't in any other line Palooza or none of that, and we were friends. So I'm like, so yeah. you got to understand, even though you're friends, you still got to yeah, show. So you had to submit music and yeah, all that. Yeah, you still got to put up um, like anybody else would. I mean. Yeah, and even because I remember, like I think it was last year, me and Zach with a K, who uh, he'll be back soon. I know everybody waiting on him to get back on the podcast. We had an interview with Brandon Rice, um, last year for, for before Lima Palooza, mm -hmm. and it was a good interview. We did the whole thing, and like right when I go to save it, my computer cut off. Oh dang! Yep. So we we ain't even we ain't, and then. 
you know how he busy as hell all the time, so I could never get back with him. Yeah. So actually, this would be the first time I actually get an interview with him and actually be it recorded. But yeah, I think what he's doing is huge for uh, the city, and it's it's kind of it's flown under the radar, but it hasn't at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to us, we notice it. And I think with the Montana, of course, everybody notices that. But, like, the Lyman Paloozas and stuff, yeah, I don't think everybody came out that should have. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it was big events. You know, it was bigger than, uh, uh what, shit, what we seen in Peoria. I think he put out the the biggest events yeah, cause, in the um, city. Before the Lyman Palooza one, it was some rap artist here. I can't think of who it was. And we had, like, went to the concerts at Lyman Palooza or Limelight. Um, we had went there. And, like, the crowd wasn't even, like, that big. And then when he threw Lime Palooza, it was, like, two, three times as people that was at that. So we, like, we yeah. did something bigger than, like, an artist who, like, they wasn't big name, but they was, like, They was getting paid. Yeah, yeah, they was getting paid to do it. So we did something bigger than they did. So that was, like, an accomplishment for his first event. Yeah. So how do you, uh, how do you feel about opening up for uh, Montana? I mean, I think it's a huge opportunity um, I just like to put that on, like you said, my resume of music. Like, now I'm 21, getting shows is going to be, like, a lot easier. Because when you're not 21, it's like a hassle to try and talk to bars and clubs that have people yeah. coming through. I, know, I ain't 21 that either. Uh, yeah, so it's like a and, hassle uh, to get in. That's like, why I don't, I don't be moving around like that yet. Yeah, I mean, even though I'm 21, like, all I'm really focused on is music now. Like, going out on my... I think about it, but I won't even do it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to really go out. I'm just trying to yeah. find a place to go out and perform at. But other than yeah, that, other than that, like, like some people hit me up to like see them perform and and like go to music video shoot stuff like that. I'll go to that, you yeah. know. But eventually, um, I'm gonna have to get paid. So I'm gonna be um, as the so-called media for no, those events. You. you know what I'm saying? But are you nervous opening up? Cause it's gonna be what. It's going to be 2,000 plus. Yeah, we got, on the thing, we got a lot of people going. Um, I'm not really nervous. Like, I'm more excited. Like, my set's going to be nice. Um, How I'll long is the set? Um, sets are like 15 minutes. 15? Yeah. So my set's going to be nice. I'm going to be throwing stuff out in the audience. About six, seven songs. Yeah. So I got, yeah, um, got a, I got a couple new ones. Like, that's the thing. I got like three new songs I'm performing. So anybody even heard those yet. Then, uh, like, that Man Down song I said, I'm going to throw that in there. And a couple of my old ones. So, I mean, it's going to be a nice set. I'm, like, excited. Uh, this is not even, like, my first show. Yeah. Because, uh... Yeah, i seen on uh, your IG and stuff. You got other shows. Yeah, Satrion had one down at the rail, too. And I had talked to him, and I got into that one. And, like, that one, like, when I first got on, I was nervous, but, like... Eventually, you just say, fuck it. Yeah. It was, like, after... After you say, like, the first couple words, you kind of get over it. And you're like, all right, I'm in the zone now. Yeah. And I just went with it. And it was a nice night. We had fun. I had, like, a lot of my friends out there. So that was cool that they all came out to support me. Because you know how a lot of people, they got them supporters that be liking your stuff. and Sharing it. Yeah, but when you, like, need them to come out, yeah. you, like, I had, like, two friends at my show. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, you're going to have a lot of uh, people at this Montana show. Yeah. Cause this this people all over the state, gonna be here. That that that's a good look though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That you should definitely um try to get that on cam. Oh yeah, I got um 
some people taking photos for me. Well, yeah, I'm me. sure Brandon got all that. Yeah, I mean, he got some, and then I also, like, on top of like some. Yeah, they got, like, because for the event, of course, like, they won't get photos of the event. Yeah, but you want to get like, your Yeah, I want to. That way I can have, like, a build a portfolio from it. That way I'm like, hey, here's photos, yeah. a video from this performance, how many people is there. You should do that and get backstage. Yeah. Like, basically, since you you at that point where you taking it serious, you would I would try to get as much on cam as possible. So then, you know what I'm saying, 10, 15 years down the line, you might be able to put together a documentary, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Put it on YouTube. Hell, it might be a movie or some shit. Not you know? sure. Who knows? But I think uh, that Montana shit gonna be big. Are you going first? No. Um, like with our contracts, it's like he hasn't made the um, set list yet. Mm-hmm. But like it's like certain things in our contract that um, depending on how you meet it, you kind of get to choose where you go. So I mean, yeah. I think I did good as far as like with my contract and. Um, I know I, I ain't gonna be going first. I know that one. Like, I did pretty well with everything I had to get done. So, I mean, I'm looking towards the end of the list when, like, the concert is gonna be yeah. really at its, like, highest because yeah. of the anticipation for Montana and all that. I still ain't even got my ticket. Oh, man, if you need a ticket, I can get you a ticket. I can get you a ticket right now, actually. Because, um, cause I don't, I might have to work. Oh, so, I see, yeah. So, because it's on a Friday. Yeah. So, and, like, I don't know if I got work or not, so I was like, I don't want to get it, buy a ticket now, and then can't go, and that's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I mean, I'm hopefully when I get my schedule, I know, and then I can get one. Yeah. Cause we'll get two of them. Yeah, I should get two. Yeah, cause I mean, I want to see the show. You know what I'm saying? Is uh, is FGE performing too? Before Montana, or is he just coming out? I mean, I don't know how his whole part is set up. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to have all his team on stage yeah. with him. So I don't know if they got, like, parts that they're going to be performing from their stuff. I don't really know yeah, how his They got a couple songs, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure, they, well, he may throw the cypher out there or something. Yeah, because I mean. Because he got, you know, he just put the album on. Yeah, since he just dropped it, I figured, like, that's what a lot of people waiting for yeah. at this concert. Is this his first performance since dropping the album? I think so, actually. Mm. Yeah, actually. Because I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't see, I haven't seen him doing anything. No, yeah, I think this is going to be his first performance since Dang. dropping that. Yeah, so, you know, you don't know who's going to be in the building. No, yeah, it's going to be big. There might be some A&R's labels in the building. Yeah. And then that might just be, you know what I'm saying, good outlook for everybody else. Yeah, that'd be good for Peoria in general. That's yeah. Illinois, because. Yeah. <laughs> so, how much, because it's at the Expo, right? Yeah. How much does, is it at Expo where, like, the uh, Polo used to have his parties at? Or is it in the, um, the performing area where Expo is at? Like, when the fair, you know, the rock bands come here and shit? Yeah, it's in the it's opera that way. house. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that opera. big area. Just so, like, how many people can that hold? It's like, I don't even know. I, I, I looked at it last time. It was, like, maybe 1,500. That might be too much. I don't know. I'm trying to think about it. I remember looking at it. And seeing, but it's a lot. Like, it can hold a lot of people. Like, when you go in there and see how big it is, and then, like, when you go that night to see it full. So 1,500. That's going to be crazy. If it can hold 1,500, we, but y'all got over 2,000 some coming. No, and that's the thing. Like, um, I think with that event, it's probably going to be just, like, once you come in, you can't go out because a lot of people going to be trying to get in. And with the capacity, yeah. if you if you have to go out, then it's like, hey, 
somebody just came in as you went out and took your spot. Damn. Y'all got who y'all got doing security? Carl Cannon. Oh uh, no, they got um the security team. He's he's had them. I don't know what uh their security team is named, but they yeah. legit um because he has them at like all their events. They they got yeah. the they got, radio earpiece everything. They got they shooting. They they got the gun. <laughs> they need to. Cause it's it's gonna be a riot no, if it don't yeah. hold fifteen. Cause that's like, I don't, I don't, can is it enough parking? Oh, I, I mean it's an expo, so like you can park anywhere. Yeah. There. Cause you got like the whole inside part and the. Yeah. Outside part of the gate. I'm going to park at the post office. One <laughs> well, people probably park at Richwoods, too. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll work. Because, I mean, this is the biggest, to me personally, Um, this is the biggest independent uh, concert we've had here. Um, I know, uh, I don't know how much Wiz brought out. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much he had here. It was at the Renaissance. Yeah. I don't, it, it probably wasn't 2000. Yeah, it was um, full, but I don't really know how much they hold either. When um, the Kevin Hart came down here, I'm sure that was packed. Um, George Lopez and all them, the comedy. But as far as concerts, this is probably the biggest one. Yeah. And it's by, what, 21, 20-year-olds? 20 yeah. You know, it's by pretty much... Young people. Yeah, young kids. So, I feel... And it's it beats going to Envy and Purple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, I'm gonna let you know about them tickets too. All right. But um, how do you feel about uh Peoria's music scene as a whole? Uh, I mean, Peoria's a music scene. I feel like a lot of people wanna be trapped. I'm I'm not saying they not. Like I know I'm not, so that's why I don't like rap like that. Um, but like I like listening to trap, but I don't listen to it heavy. So I try and get Peoria artists, like, listen to their stuff when I see it, like, uh, come through my face, like, all right, let me listen to it. Like, it could be cool, but not me. So yeah. I'm not like, oh, I really fucks with this, because it's like, it's just not what I listen to. But like, it could be a good song. Um, but I just feel like it's so many of them trying to do that, that it makes it harder. And like, for me now, when I listen to it, if I heard one by a certain person for Peoria, and then hear yours. If they're sounding better, I'm like, oh, see, now this person got to set the game up. And I kind of be like, oh, that's not really yeah. doing it for me because I just heard somebody else's who came like a lot harder. Like when yeah. everybody do like the same remixes and y'all yeah. all doing trap. And I'm not a fan of, uh, I'm cool with the covers, but I like original content for the yeah. most part. And um, when I like content that's different. Like I get it that everyone smokes lean, getting top. And shooting yeah. and got forms. I get it. My thing is, you can you can say all those things, mm -hmm. but it's all, trying to say it clever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like trying to say it a different way than the average person. Because I mean, t I know we Peoria, but you gotta understand we competing with the world in music. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's competing with everybody. So it's like if you're gonna be a drill rapper. But Chicago got a million of them. You got to find a way to sound different than them. Yeah. And not take their flows or cover the same songs as them. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely get what you're saying. Like, I, I like it. But when I critique music, I'm not the guy that's, oh, that song sucks. Or, oh, that song good. I'm going to say, oh, this verse wasn't like this verse. It didn't make sense. Uh, when you said that line... It wasn't there. The, your uh, four bar setup was backwards. I'm I'm going in detail, stuff like that. Yeah. And how your format of your song is, because I'm not. I don't like when people say, "Oh, this song is good," 
for a Peoria artist. Oh, yeah. Or it's good for a Peoria. But what about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everybody's yeah. trying to get out of here. You gotta so you got to compare it to everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. So if somebody say they super lyrical and they a lyricist, all right, well, I got to compare your music to J. Cole and Jay-Z and Kendrick and them. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I'm that's setting the bar high. You ain't got to. I know, obviously, you're not going to beat them at yeah. this point. But I'm not going to just be like, oh, that shit was nice. But, yeah. It just didn't do it for me, you know? I'm actually tell you why it wasn't there. No, that's how I listen to music, too. Like, um, I know I listen to music on, like, that intellectual level where, like, the words that they put together and how it flows and all that. Yeah. And, like, when I'm writing with people, if I'm, like, listening to a song that I like, like, it's, like, times I got to just, like, stop the song. Like, I don't know if you just got what happened here. Yeah. And I got to break <laughs> it down to them. That way they, like, feel that music on the same level as me. Yeah. Because it's not, I mean... The beats and the production side of music is always very, very important. Sometimes more important than the words. Yeah. But for the most part, I like paying attention to the to the words, cause like Nas is a prime example. Nas beats be terrible to me. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of them, but I pay attention to what he's saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kendrick Lamar be the same way. The beats be kind of weird and shit. Exactly. But I like I like what he's talking about. It it might not be nothing you could. You know, blasting a car going down the street or some yeah. shit. But you can get future for that. But people can't even really don't know what the fuck future's saying. Exactly. You know, I just found out what designer was saying in, in uh Panda. Y'all saw that the other day too. Oh, yeah, he broke it down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And he said the song in Chinese. Oh, it's on YouTube. Like he was, he did this whole song in Chinese or some shit. Well, I think it was Chinese. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I feel uh. I feel Peoria's music has grown a lot, but, um, like, you've been doing this two years. Yeah. A lot of these rappers that's out here, I don't think they could be doing it two years. Or a lot of them can't even say they've been doing it two years. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just start rapping just because it's the fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you rap because you love it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You ain't even... Are you making money off of the music yet? Nah. Like, um, right now, I like... I feel like I do good music, but I don't feel like I'm up there to be like, all right, so you got to pay me this amount. Because, like, mm. like, my that's portfolio. Honest, that's just honest for you to say that. You yeah. know, some people just be like, well, now, you know, I'm charging everybody. Yeah. Because why not? You know what I mean? And to me, I haven't made a dime off this uh, podcast yet, and it's almost been a year. I mean, that shit changed in July. Um, yeah. Keep saying that every episode. Yeah, shit changing in July. Yeah. The money will be made, but I definitely feel like what you're what you just said. You speak for a lot of artists that feel that way. I know Trey Hammy has voiced that as well uh-huh. when it comes to the different styles of music and how one style seems to be more favored than the other. When really people should just appreciate the music in general. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Especially like I haven't heard a song from you. That sounded the same as Breon Nixon or Trey Hammond. Like I've, it's all different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same with uh, uh, MV. All the music was different to me. Yeah. So that's what I want. I want everybody to have a distinctive sound. Everybody's different. And then when y'all get on a sound, song together, I'm more interested to hear how does that work. Then if I hear two rappers that got the same flow talking about the same shit. Yeah. Really, the the song ain't ain't gonna be nothing special. You know. Uh huh. And that's why I like uh, those right there in the moment collabs because 
we don't talk about our verses or nothing. We get the chorus, everybody know it, we write, and then we just record. And then, like, it just flows together. Yeah. Like, everybody's own form, how they did it, set up. It was just nice. Like, our first one we did was Graduation. That one actually blew up. Who was, uh, who was on that song? Uh, LaQuint was on it, Yeah, LaQuint was on it. Miles, me, and then Trey. Trey. Yeah, Trey. I think Trey went last. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I heard it. No, that one, that one, like, our first just chill night. We like, let's record something. Came up with that. And everybody just, like, went in their zone, wrote a verse. Got on the mic, recorded. And we was like, hey, this is, this is nice. So how do you uh, how do you go with about um your marketing um strategies and things of that nature trying to get your uh, music exposed? I mean, like because I just turned twenty, like before I used to just kind of put it out there, and then like at work, um, cause I I used to work at Taco Bell like for the longest, and like Taco Bell is like my foundation, cause like I got love for like everybody at that job, and I mean if they still there, um, cause like they they like those are my my real fans. They like support me on and off the like social medias like those people who be like hey i heard you're doing this heard you're doing a montana show how much your ticket stuff like that like yeah. they get in contact with me by hey i'm doing a show so like that lets me know i got real people out there that like actually listen to me um so like now that i'm 21 i am like going on a like next level of like building the, um i can't even think of the word right now but pretty much the whole por- portfolio of like Shows I've done, pictures, video content, and all that. That way, when I want to do a show in Chicago, I just send send them my whole portfolio. They look through it yeah. and um, get back to me. Cause I mean, I've emailed um, some people up in Chicago um, before I turned twenty one, and sent them some music. And now, uh, just recently, got back in touch with them. Now I'm twenty one. It's like, all right, well, let us know when you turn twenty one, and we'll talk some more. Cause like that whole not twenty one. They it's like a whole hassle to get a show yeah. in Chicago up there. Um, so now I'm turning twenty one. I'm still like working on that whole building myself, my brand and everything like that. Um Damn, I really can't think of the word or what it's called, but it's like an actual word for what like a lot of people ask for when you say, Hey, I wanna open for blah 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 they'll ask for like it's like a kit and it's pretty much your whole yeah. music life and you just give it to them, they look through it, listen to songs, mm-hmm. all that. And then they get back to you. Um, YouTube. I wasn't on YouTube yet. Like this summer, I'm going to start shooting like a lot of videos for like the past songs I've made. Um, like pretty much my whole YouTube thing is about to take off because I'm 21. I'm like, all right, this is time to actually do this now. Yeah. Because like now people are watching compared to saying, oh, I'm 20. They just kind of like push you off. Like, oh, okay, we'll take a look at it. But I feel like they really don't. But now that you're 21, they're going to actually look into you want to see how many plays you got and all that yeah most definitely and you should uh you should uh like go on your twitter like this is what i do and um go through certain people like um there's a dude named Taxstone. i would follow him on twitter uh he's definitely very influential in the culture he's out in new york uh-huh. and um email him your music like it's a lot of people a lot of djs things of that nature uh dj envy uh, Rosenberg, Old Man Ebro, Hot, Hot 97, Power 105, yeah. uh, Power 1051, LA, Power 92, LA, um, a couple stations in Miami I could give you to like just e- create like an email list and then just constantly send your music out. Uh-huh. And because uh, uh, they do check that stuff, 
a lot of people feel when you email it out and they don't check it. They do check. Mm-hmm. You know, it just might not be time yet. But I definitely try to try to go more out of Chicago as yeah. well. But um, I mean, to do shows in Chicago is definitely a good start. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know uh, Lamar Trace. He he does shows in Chicago. Dude, he does some open mics. You ever thought about doing open mics? Like, I haven't looked too much into it, but I mean, any opportunity that presents itself, I'm always like up for. It. Yeah, cause you should you should be getting some shit out of this Montana show. Yeah, I mean, two thousand people. Yeah, you gonna be performing? I think that'll be a. You could put that at the top. Yeah, exactly. Just send that off, and that'll just with that name alone be like, oh shit. We got to check him out. He did that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What's, uh... So, what's, like, your top five rappers all the time list and why? Um, mine's, like... There are a lot of people that's, like, out there, but I don't feel like the world really listens to them. I mean, the world does, because they're famous. I might got Childish Gambino, Eminem, uh, Futuristic. He's a, um... Independent artist right yeah, now. Yeah, I've seen him. Uh, I've seen his videos on YouTube. And he, uh... Put out an album this year. Yeah, I yeah. like that one. Um, I like Futuristic, Charles and Vino, Eminem, uh, J. Cole, and Kendrick. Like, those. No, I like Chance. Like, you like Childish. You, I feel like you like Chance also. Yeah. Um, Chance did put out a dope album. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mixtape, too. I was listening to that for, like, last week. Better um, than Drake shit. Yeah, like, literally, it, like, I saw a post that said, when you realize Chance's... Um, Thing. Coloring book. Yeah, like, made you forget about Drake. So I was like, bro, it's true. I forgot you put it that out. <laughs> yeah. I forgot you put it out. Yeah, and I put out a whole review on Drake's album. Yeah. What you think about Drake's album? I mean, I feel like for how long we waited, it was, wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, it was a lot softer than I thought he was going to come on it. Exactly. Because I felt, let's see, he announced it, he announced the date two years ago. Okay. Yeah. He didn't start working on the album until last September or October, one of the two. And I have Vontae here, and he was trying to tell me he was working on the album for two years. No, yeah. nobody's working on the album two years. He once he locked in in like September, October. That's what he said to Zane Lowe in his uh, interview with Apple Music. Yeah, but um, I felt he was so aggressive with uh back to back summertime. Yeah, you know, charged up. Um, if you're reading this, uh, it's too late. He had some rapping songs on there. Um, we don't know if he wrote the motherfuckers or not, but <laughs> the point is he had some, he was rapping. So with those songs and then him always talking views, 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 he made the, he made it an event that people were waiting on. And then the music was a letdown. Yeah. I think the album is great. Top to bottom. It's definitely not his best Drake album. Yeah. But, um, I like when Drake sings. Like the fa- my favorite song on the album is "Keep Your Family Close." The intro, uh-huh. that's my favorite song, and all, he doesn't even rap on it. But um, it sounded kind of uninspired. Yeah, like he was trying. He's trying to tap into something that he just didn't tap in yet to on the album. I definitely feel we'll hear another mixtape or album from him this year because he got mixed reviews. Usually, when you get mixed reviews on the album, you drop something quick as fuck. Yeah, make it make it okay. So I think we're going to get some shit. Probably like 10, 15 songs of him just rapping. Yeah, exactly. Like we used to get. But um, do you feel Drake has a classic? I mean, 
I haven't even like listened to the views all the way through. Like, I don't know, things because like as I was listening to, it, I was like, eh, it wasn't what I expected, so I just kind of pushed it to the side and waited for the coloring book to come out. Um, so I'm, I don't know if I say it was a classic. Like his old stuff, I liked a lot more than the stuff yeah. I did listen to on the views. To me, um, till I'm gone is his only classic. Mm-hmm. I said till I'm gone. That's not even what's called. My bad. So far gone. I'm thinking uh, D lavish shit. So <laughs> far gone is uh, his classic, and um, that was um, the first. Well, not to me, but that was the introduction. A lot of people got to him. I was October's very own replacement girl. I was early on yeah. when I'm on MySpace days. But um, he definitely uh, took a step back, I think, rapping-wise. When you're like, nothing he said was incredible to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, the six, I made the six a nine right now. Yeah. Like... A lot of people like it because it's Drake, but it's like, when you actually listen to music, you kind of be in an air with it. Like, yeah, so man. I definitely didn't uh, think it was too crazy. But uh, what is uh, your dream fe- uh, feature and why? Um, I mean, my dream feature probably be Childish Gambino. Because, like, I would say that's who, like, when I first started rapping, that's who my, like, whole flow kind of came from, how, like, much fun he has with his song. So, I mean, like, that's, like, who I was inspired by in the beginning. Yeah. So, like, to do a song with him, I think that'd be, like, pretty dope. Because I feel like it'd just be, like, an overall fun song. The music video, all his, well, not all, but most of his video, videos just be, like, some crazy thing happening. So, I mean, like, to do one with him, I think, would be my dream feature. Yeah. He, he, uh, just, uh, don't do the feature in person, because I heard the uh, motherfucker don't shower. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but I heard he doesn't believe in showering every day. But hey, that's neither here or there. But uh, so you got any um, upcoming, I know you got uh, the Montana show, June 10th. If you don't got your tickets, um, you might be lucked out. Hopefully not. Where can they get the tickets at? Um, you can go to the event page. You can contact Brandon. He has a whole ticket team. If you go to the event page, we'll say he's busy. He got a whole ticket team. Yeah. You can contact one of them. They can get you tickets. Um, any of the performers, they got tickets. Um, so like you can go online and buy them. Uh, if you go to the event page, it'll take you right to a link to buy tickets online. That way you ain't got to worry about selling out, meeting up with somebody, tickets yeah. at the door, any of that. Uh, there won't be no tickets at the door. <laughs> no, it, there will not be any tickets. They're like, we can't let y'all in. Unless they get there early as hell. What time the show start? Uh, I think it starts at 7. seven. Yeah. And I think the doors open at 6. June 10th, Montana show. Chris Nash is opening up for Montana, along with GBZ. Uh, who else is We got uh, Jay Millie. Um, I can't, it's one other person. We got Tavon. He opening up. And then uh, I think his name's Trey Blaze. I think he's one of the openers too. So yeah, we got a lot of people coming. Uh, where can uh, you got any uh mixtapes, uh, videos or songs coming up? Yeah, I'm working on a mixtape right now. Um, got a title? No, I haven't come out with the title, title yet. Yeah. I usually like let that come to me as I write my songs to kind of see what's all um intertwined with. So I haven't come out with a title yet. 
Um, but I am working on one. I got like a couple songs written. They're actually gonna hear a couple at the show if you come out. Um, I'm gonna be shooting a lot of music videos, so like I'm gonna be dropping a lot of videos this summer. And then shows. I mean, I'm always looking. Like it was um, what's it called? Craze Fest. I think in Chicago. I'm talking about College Craze. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's that's part of it, but it's uh crazy. It's uh crazy as well. Yeah, I was talking to the guy out there. Um, I'm talking about Log Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guy. Shout out to Log Cannon. We uh getting him on the show soon as well. He definitely um. I don't know. No, I don't think I tagged you. I I reposted something of his. Yeah. Uh, the five entry. Yeah. That's when I saw it. And I uh, hit him up, and like um, with everything that you had to get in for the entry. Like if I found out about it earlier, I probably would have um got in on that. But like um, with the time frame of me doing this Montana show and putting like a lot of stuff into this one, I'm like, oh, I ain't gonna be able to like jump from that to this next show yeah. within the time span. So I told him I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to pass this time, but. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely be on the lookout for the one because it's in July. It's like July 16th. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I got on it kind of late, but uh, I remember with him. Tell you a story about him. Me and um, one of my friends, we uh, interviewed him in Chicago. Maybe I believe about three, four years ago, before the first um, party he threw happened. Uh-huh. Before the first one. And he's like, like what, twenty two maybe, maybe yeah, around too. our age, and way before. So and I seen his vision already. So to see where he's at now, and to see the names that's opening up and doing the show, yeah, excuse me, and doing the show, it's gonna be great. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna yeah, be a exactly. huge show. So uh, definitely stay in touch with him because he does them all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, working uh people uh hear you uh, uh get in contact with you at uh music wise you can follow me on soundcloud at chris nash all caps um also on twitter i am chris nash um that's why i post a lot of my music now facebook i post music on but like you probably find it more on soundcloud and twitter because yeah. uh, i migrate more to that um but facebook chris nash instagram uh i am chris nash i mean that's where i put a lot of my stuff at all right we had uh, Chris Nash here. We'll be performing for opening up for uh, Montana June 10th, Expo Gardens. Doors open at 6. Show starts at 7. Uh, if you get there a little late, don't worry, because Chris won't be going first. <laughs> so uh, you definitely will get the chance to see him in front of 2,000 plus. Yeah, it's going to be a good night. Uh, try to, everybody, I would advise to try to... Uh, Get in the car with somebody. Let's not try to everyone drive there. It's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of parking spots gone, and uh, the cops gonna be out there, you know, reading plates and shit. So if your shit suspended, or you ain't got your new sticker for 2016, you don't need to be driving, cause they gonna be going. The boys is out. All right, this is Chris Nash, uh, Kojak. We out. God bless. <laughs>